Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luco and DAD, and I'm joined not by Denise Salcedo this week because she is being far too busy in Texas, being the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment. And instead, I'm joined by my very good friend, Tempest. How are you, sir? The least busiest person in sports <laughs> infotainment this weekend, apparently. <laughs> should have gone. I should have went. I don't you know. You really should have done, actually. Yeah. yeah. You got nothing to do now. I had a ride and everything. I could have, I could have, if I knew that I was going to be so not needed this week, I might have just stayed in the States for another week and just went to WrestleMania stuff. But regardless, I'm back home. It's nice. And I get to watch WrestleMania from my nice comfy couch. It's not too bad. You know what? And sometimes it's okay to be in Canada. Like it's just, it, it's yeah. okay to be there. You know, most of the time I would rather be in Canada than Texas. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> you and me both. Um, <laughs> Tempest, we were just talking before we started recording now. Obviously, we're not going to give away too many massive spoilers here, but you are doing the music video punishment. And I keep forgetting that you're doing yours. Uh, however, your plans to record it have been scuppered somewhat today. A little bit, a little bit, just because you realize you can never, ever trust the weather app from Apple mm. because it is the most unreliable thing. I would trust WWE booking over the, the, uh, the weather app on an iPhone. And it was supposed to be snowy yesterday and nice today. And it's snowy today and was nice yesterday. Oh, I, whenever I have a nice clear day to just be able to go out and film and get B-roll and such. Yeah, the music video will be coming soon. I mean, it's like, I mean, it, it took multiple orders to get this costume together. And it wasn't supposed to, which delayed things. It's annoying. And now you're almost like getting ready to lose wrestle league again am i oh god what is the current standing Supposedly, i'm gonna go I wanna yeah. quickly check what the current standings are because i think i know laurie is bottom again who actually also is currently working on a music video punishment uh <sighs> let's have a look. i don't watch the product <laughs> i don't like a few of them do piss me off 
you know, like the predictions because it I got boned because I picked Roman Reigns to beat Seth Rollins. Dude, I lost the title because of that. I gen I lost my jam that championship because of that stupid DQ. A DQ that has been proven to have been a bad idea at this point. Unless we go back to Seth after after WrestleMania, which is totally possible, unless Seth loses at WrestleMania to a debuting Veer. <sighs> I lost all that because of that, and because Charlotte would not stop eliminating people <laughs> that were meant for Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, fighting with Adam because Adam picked, like, Charlotte to eliminate most people and Ronda to win. And I picked like Ronda to eliminate most people and Bianca to win. And I'm just like, stop eliminating people, Charlotte. I need those points. But yes, I'm bad at predictions and I have to do a music video. So here are the current standings. I hope I get better suggestions for songs next time. I was terrified that other other choices would win. What were your choices? Because obviously you got the Mountie. I got the Mountie. The other, the only, that's why? Oh, <laughs> I get it now. The only other choices were Adam Cole, which I was not super terrified about. That was the one where I was like, okay, if I have to do one of the other ones, Adam Cole is my number one choice. But then there was Sasha Banks, and I was getting a little bit iffy. And then there was Seamus, like the Lobster Head song. And I hate that song. Like, a lot. It's one of my least favorite wrestling themes. And then the last one was uh, Rey Mysterio. And I was like, oh, great. I'll do a, do one in another language. Yeah. That's you know, let, let's see how that goes. Because I think one of the su suggestions was Ciro Miedo. And I was like, a song that's not even just Buyaka Buyaka. It's like an actual Spanish song. Yeah, let me let me try that one. So if if the yeah. answer wasn't going to be the mountain Mountie, I was hoping it would be Adam Cole, but I didn't like any of the other options. To be per I can't sing, I cannot sing, and I will preface all of that. I can get away with the Mountie because it's a stupid '80s wrestling song where there's an act no actual singing involved. There is, but I feel like I can get Not away really. with it. Not really. I yeah. don't think I could get away with doing Sasha Banks' song. Well, that's it. like when we first started doing the music video punishments, I remember people being like, oh, you should do Jinder Mahal. I was like, do you really want me to butcher a whole language? Like, I don't think that'll be fun. That'll, yeah. That won't be fun for anyone. Like, it won't be fun for me to do, and it will not be fun for you to watch. I'm, I don't, I'm not in the Luke market when he loses to be, his job that week. I am canceled. not in the market to offend a, a bunch of people. Like, that's not really yeah. what I'm here to do. Yeah, um, you yeah, want to offend standings. a large group of people? Go offend India. Yeah. <laughs> the current standings are Adam is on 25 points. Pete is also on 25 points. Andy is on 24. I'm on 23. You and Ollie are tied on 22. And Laurie is on 20. That was after Revolution. Okay. That's a bit of a cushion. Not yeah, a big one. Yeah, a two-point cushion there. But as long as, like, I, I think I could do a decent job, like, predicting of the weekend's shows and i cross my fingers for all that it's terrifying though it's a lot of shows and it's like it's it's all wwe when aew comes up i was like okay i could probably get cl close to a clean sweep on a pay-per-view maybe i'll get one wrong something like that like i think i missed like maybe one or two at the last aew show like i think i pissed uh picked chris statlander to beat layla hirsch or something like that, and it went the other way. So I was like, I don't feel too bad about those ones. But when it's three days straight of WWE shows, I'm like, 
I have no idea. I don't know who's yeah. winning that triple threat tag. Honestly, like I walked into doing the stand and deliver predictions and I'm like, oh, I own a blues clue. I have mm. a Scooby-Doo what I'm supposed to be predicting here because there's three nights that we've got to like get, you know, we're accumulating points across and I have a blues clue for stand and deliver. I think I think I can I think I can figure out what they're trying to do with stand and deliver for a decent portion of it. And I that could be totally wrong and predict the entirely wrong card, but I think I know where the direction they're going with a few things like the multi-person matches at least. I think I could choose like who's going to win the ladder match, who's going to win the the women's championship match. The three-way tag is a little bit more complicated. I think that really could go any which way, but in general, not I'm not as terrified of stand and deliver as I am of two nights of WrestleMania. I think I went with a lot of retentions apart from Braun. I like I went with Braun yeah. to get the belt. Like I think that that's pretty much set in stone. I don't really know about the women's match though. I think I've gone with Mandy Rose. Oh, actually, no, I think I actually gone with Cora Jade. Just I because think I think I'm like Cora Jade. Yeah, I think I'm going with Cora Jade because like, well, I think they really want her to win the belt, but they don't trust her and Mandy Rose to have a match. So they put Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai in there to like cover Precisely. up some of the cracks. <laughs> precisely i think that's exactly what happened <laughs> yeah and i and i think i've gone with toxic attraction to retain the tag titles because i'm like do you just put him back onto kai and gonzalez i mean i don't think there's much point in doing that but hey you could do who else are they gonna face luke <laughs> <laughs> they came out they came out this week and were like we've beaten everyone they have one de title defense <laughs> there's one team they like beat Caden Cardi, Caden Carter, and Casey Catanzaro, and that's the only other team in the whole division. Well, there you go. They oh, confused with them Lord. again. Sure. Uh, well, let's get into the main show because we are going to be talking about WrestleMania weekend, specifically Cody Rhodes, because there is a report, sort of a report, that he may be backing out, but I don't think he is. Here is the show. After all these weeks, after all the rumors, after all the speculation, after all the innuendo, is Cody Rhodes backing out of WrestleMania 38? <laughs> I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, -D, the real Jam That Champion, and I'm joined by Tempo T. Yu-Gi-Oh! How are you, Tempest? Boom. Tempest, the great Ocon Stan. My new, my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> Isn't it delightful? Okay, so I, yeah. a, I, was a, I was a Rev Pro regular, right? Yeah. I haven't been since the pandemic, but I used to go to Rev Pro a lot. And Great Khan was booked on like every Rev Pro show. And I went to mm -hmm. a buttload of Rev Pro shows where the Great Khan was booked and everyone was like, oh my God, this guy's the worst. Like, this is the absolute dirt worst. And he got booed out of the building and it never got over. And every time they brought it out, I thought, well, this will be the week where they reveal that it's a big joke. And we'll all be like, <laughs> oh, I get it now. He's supposed to be rubbish. And then all of a sudden, Greta Khan just got real good. And like, and now he's like saying really cool things. Like, do you know what? Fair play to you. Oh, I, I don't even care about his in-ring work at this point. I'm I'm all in on this story that broke today where I don't know if you've even heard this, uh, where he like fought off uh, a pedophile yeah, from like from grabbing a, a young girl and like bought her pancakes until her parents arrived and like kept her calm and everything. And I was like, good for you. 
being just a good Samaritan, a good person. It's like that. There's the one story of like, uh, of Brian Danielson, like putting the dude in the LaBelle lock who was like breaking into his house. (laughs) I just want more wrestlers being like superheroes, you know? Yeah. Oh, now you started to sound like uh, now you started to sound like the Undertaker. So back oh, when yeah. men were men, we were carrying <laughs> knives and guns in our bags. Yeah, Great O'Connor's a real man. Yeah, a real man. Guys. <laughs> yeah, we've got after all those rumors and speculation, we've got more rumors and speculation about Cody. <laughs> Well, let's dive into it. This episode brought to you by the Wrestle Talk magazine. Oh, Tempest. Look at it. Delightful. The Wrestle Magazine. I've got you've one got... too. Uh, you've got the last month's issue. I've got the most current issue right here with Reigns and Lesnar on the cover. But this is a physical edition of this because I'm nearly 40 years old. So, of course, I like physical versions. However, you can get the digital version of the Rest Talk podcast, sorry, the Rest Talk magazine, for just one great British pound or £10 for an entire year's subscription this is a limited time offer and spending that one pound greatly supports wrestle talk we've come up with the most affordable way for you to support wrestle talk and buy the magazine uh not only that the digital version comes out seven days before the print edition does our aim is to make the readers of the rest talk magazine the person in every wrestling conversation that knows more than their friends about the business and it's true inner workings it's a great maker and this is a fabulous issue this time so it's one singular pound and it can be yours Absolutely. I mean, there's no real reason not to do it. If you're a fan of wrestling, if you're a fan of reading, if you just want to read about wrestling, combine those two things. What better place to do that than with the WrestleTalk magazine? It is a really fun read, though. Like any any edition of it doesn't have to be this month's, but you know, by this month's. But you'll be you won't be you won't be disappointed with any any issue of them. So I, I heard about the, one of the articles that was in this month's magazine. It was Dave Bradshaw's article about like the history of buildings that WrestleMania has been in. Right. And I am a guy, Tempest, that's like, don't care. I have absolutely mm-hmm. zero interest in where WrestleMania takes place. It could take place in Bumble Balls, New Jersey, and I don't care because I'm not going to go there. So I don't really I don't care where WrestleMania is based or where it's set or what the stage looks like in this and the other. And then I read Dave Bradshaw's magazine article, and I'm like, oh, this is the most interesting thing on the planet. Like, this is a fascinating article about the history of these buildings and stuff. So, yeah, highly, highly recommended by us. And just last thing before we get into this, can I get some appreciation in the chat for moderator CM Chris? Because it is his last show today. A wonderful, wonderful moderator has been a superb help to us here at Rest Talk, and this is his final show today. So, yeah, please give everyone a massive round of applause to Chris in the chat. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll see you down yes. the road. A big thank you. We could not do what we do without our mods. It Absolutely get not. This I said this on the AEW show last night. If we didn't have our wonderful moderating team, it would be like the fight TV streams of AEW pre-shows. <laughs> Oh, God. The most toxic (laughs) place on the internet. (laughs) The absolute worst. Uh, Okay, well, let's get into this bit of news then. So this actually happened kind of a couple of days ago, and then it just sort of like got picked up over the last sort of 24 hours or Mm -hmm. so. I actually missed out on this because I hadn't checked out the video yet. It was like on my to watch list and it was in my podcast downloads and stuff. 
Uh, Denise Salcedo did her WrestleMania 38 predictions video with Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, legendary figure within journalism because the two work together on Figure Four Online and that sort of stuff in the Wrestling Observer. Uh, Denise does her show over there. And in that, they obviously got to the Seth Rollins match. And Denise was talking about how, like, it's going to be Cody Rhodes. And they said, you know, we're going to presume that it's Cody Rhodes. Now, I've got the direct quote here, but rather than have the quote, why don't we actually watch the clip ourselves together and see what Dave said at this point? What if it wasn't Cody Rhodes? What if they did like this massive, you know, just swerve and it wasn't Cody Rhodes? What would you think the reaction to that would be? Depends on who it is. It better be somebody good because um, the people, well, you know, it, it, it's, you know, the, it, it's everyone expects it and they kind of have to deliver it, I suppose. I mean, if it's not him, it's his choosing. It's not theirs. They believe it's him. Uh, they believe that's the guy. Um, if for whatever reason he backs out because he's going to back out, um, you know, I, I don't expect that to happen. But I mean, I know people close to him who do. So what the hell? Um, we'll have to see how it plays out. That right there, it's fairly interesting. So the key part of that is WWE believe it is Cody versus Seth. They believe that's the guy. If for whatever reason he backs out, it's because he is going to back out. I don't expect that to happen, but I know people close to him who do. Tempest. I, I, we got this we got this quote given to us like while we were live on the AEW stream yesterday so i didn't really get a chance to kind of like reflect on it or like think about it much or anything like that and i've now had a bit of time to ruminate on it but i want to ask you first there's the clip we've had you know we've reviewed the footage back into the left uh what do you make of it well first i just want to say that uh, i'm a good friend of denise and i'd already watched this clip live as it was happening cuz i like to support my friends but that being said, oh, on that it... note, the link, the, the video is linked to in the video description down below because we are yes. also friends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Isn't it so funny? I feel like this whole Cody Rhodes thing has like irritated people, you know, like I feel like there's a large portion of the wrestling audience right now who's just like, oh, well, just show up or don't. I'm tired of the rumors and speculation. I just like, I just want to know. Isn't it wild that we've got like the biggest jump from AEW to WWE right at WrestleMania season with like a potential appearance at WrestleMania? Like if this took place in another era, that's like, imagine that taking place with WCW and WWE, like a big WCW star jumps to WWE right before WrestleMania and people are like, yeah, get, I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't want any more yeah. speculation. But I do kind of get it at the same time. It is like a lot of, well, he's going to show up this Monday, maybe. Doesn't show up. Oh, well, maybe he's going to show up next Monday in Jacksonville. Doesn't show up. And I'm like, okay. I would be less annoyed if I didn't have to sit through Raw to see if you're going to show up. <laughs> the you amount of I mean? people you saw on Twitter being like, I watched Raw, expected to see Cody Rhodes, and the goddamn brick didn't show up. Like, stop making me watch Raw to see if Cody's going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't really know what to make of all of this. If, if I was a betting man, and I am, but I don't bet on wrestling because I know better, I would probably say it's still going to be him. I would probably side with, you know, go along with what Dave is saying here, where it's like he doesn't expect it to happen, but it could still happen. You never know. And if Cody Rhodes wants to end up being like 
Brian Pillman of this generation and just <laughs> go like, yeah, book me a WrestleMania match with some promotion and everything, some intrigue. Like, of course, this is the way to do it because if he does back out, you just get someone else. But again, that would kind of hamstring the match if it's not this guy that everyone kind of expects it to be unless that answer is really good. So I don't know. I would think the most logical answer is just it's going to be Cody Rhodes, but there will be a part of me thinking like, it's going to be Shane McMahon. It's going to be Shane McMahon. I, I am under the impression that this is a combination of a few things. I think it's, I think it's Cody. Like, I think it's one hundo P going to be Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania and he's going to face Seth Rollins. And I think they're going to have a real good match and Cody is going to go back to WWE and we will see what happens in six weeks time. Like, that's going to be the real mm -hmm. big test of, of Cody's run in WWE and his big return. I am so confident that it is Cody Rhodes, but it is WrestleMania season. And what happens around WrestleMania season is WWE plays silly beggars with wrestling journalists oh. i have had this happen to me firsthand where someone has said to me within wwe this is going to happen at wrestlemania it's around by the royal rumble i'm not going to go into more details than it happened around a royal rumble i'm not going to say which year it was and who it was oh. around but like around a royal rumble this is going to happen and this is going to happen at WrestleMania. And I was like, okay, cool. I never like do anything with it because like, you know, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter or anything like that. So I just sort of sat on the information. I was like, well, that's, that's kind of interesting to know. Did it happen? Did it bollocks? Like, and it didn't. And that's because what WWE do around this period of time is feed out a lot of false information to try and muddy the waters and keep some surprises going. It's actually a really, really smart tactic. Um, I Ollie and I recently did for WrestleTalk Extra Royal Rumble. Damn it, which one was it? Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it was the Elimination Chamber review. Sorry, I do apologize. Ah, it was in oh, February, we, we did the 09 Elimination Chamber, the one where Edge won, like he lost his title in one and then won the title in the other. A great night of pay per view action it was. And we were reading through the Observer, like at that time, and the figure four. And at that point in time, uh, Vince was furious absolutely furious that the wrestlemania card had already been figured out by fans and was blaming dirt sheet writers and Meltzer and alvarez and all of these guys for leaking this sort of information and blaming the wrestlers for leaking this sort of information out the argument that brian alvarez made in figure four was just like anyone who's watching the product can see what the wrestlemania card is like you have been setting matches up since survivor series that are then going to pay off at wrestlemania so all we're doing is we're just jumping to logical conclusions. It's not our fault that you're telling a good story and we are following that story. Like, surely that's a good thing. So I think that WWE have kind of gone out of their way in the last few years to like to send out a lot of butt information to try and get people to trip them up, maybe get them to report some false info. It's, it accomplishes two goals. Number one, it keeps things under wraps and it keeps fans guessing, which is a massive positive. Number two, the one I like least, uh, or like lesser, is it's a way for them to say down the line, if someone does report something that you know they don't want them to say, like, well, they reported this thing that was wrong. It's also a way to discredit Meltzer, Alvarez, Sean, and all of these guys. So I think it is, it's twofold. I think that's why the Shane McMahon news came out to Mike Johnson. I think that's why Mike Johnson was fed that Shane's going to be at WrestleMania weekends. I think it could well be. And... <laughs> I always laugh going back to like that same WrestleMania <laughs> you were talking about in 2009.
because I just like I tweeted like a week ago or something when uh, when because it was going to be Christian who was the one who was attacking Jeff Hardy and everything. They were going to build to WrestleMania and everything. And then people figured it out and were chanting, we want Christian, not, hey, we figured out it's Christian. Hard to chant that. And they switched it to Matt Hardy and everyone went, oh, that's dumb. We didn't yeah, want they had that. a bad match then at Mania. They had a bad <laughs> match. Yeah, that uh, that was, I think, the very first time I ever thought WWE was stupid. <laughs> I've been watching for like a year. I was like 12, and I didn't quite get everything, but I was like really looking forward to Christian coming in because I was like starting to watch TNA, and I like just caught him going out the door. Obviously knew who he was and everything. I was like, oh, Christian's going to come in. We're going to get, like, more Edge Christian Jeff Hardy content. And then they switched it for the sake of switching it because people figured it out despite that being what they wanted. Hmm. Yeah. Idiots. Regardless. Yes, I think you're I think you're right. And I do think that uh, what a what a weird company, what a weird business it is. You know, like, I can't imagine. I know it happens in other industries, but. I can't imagine like feeding sports reporters false information to discredit them in situations like this. The big yeah. ones, the top level ones. Like, why would you do that? The journalism aspect of pro wrestling is supposed to help the pro wrestling. It's not supposed to tear everything down. It's not supposed to make businesses look bad. And that's just kind of because they do that themselves. So I don't really like the idea of, and I, I know Dave even went on Twitter like a few days ago or did it in um in one of his observer uh radios where he said like he's being fed false information and he knows it and he's he's been doing this a long time so he's like he doesn't run with the false information until he can get it you know confirmed journalism in it but just like this is what they do around this time they will feed out information to different people to try and throw them off the scent of what act of what actually is happening I think that's lame, but I still think at yeah. the end of the day, we're still probably going to see Cody at WrestleMania out of it. Well, that's it. But like, it, I think in this case, it has almost worked. You know, we were doing mm -hmm. the WrestleMania 38 predictions uh, stream, and it was me, Pete, Adam, and Andy. And like, every now and again, we would just be like, hey, but what if it is Shane? Like, what if it isn't Cody? Like, what if Cody, like, someone sent an ultra chat in uh, to the AEW podcast yesterday being like, what if Cody's on Ring of Honor tonight? What if he's at Supercard of Honor and he's not actually going to be on the show? And I think it, this, the, the information that has kind of come out here, and I do think that, you know, the people, the, the people close to Cody that told Dave this are probably trying to, like, you know, create a little bit of suspense, a little bit of intrigue here. You know, I think they're doing it for that reason, and I, I think it's pretty smart. And, and I'm I'm kind of here for it in a little way, but like as I said, I, the second side of it where it's the discrediting, and that's like so. We put out a tweet earlier saying this is what our topic of conversation is going to be today. The first couple of replies that we got from people were super mad about it because <laughs> there's something about Dave Meltzer reporting on wrestling that really, really pisses people off. And it basically boils down to two names, Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff, because they did podcasts. Does wow. Bruce still do a podcast? I know Eric still does his. I have no idea, honestly. I've kind of I gotten no away idea. from having to transcribe quotes for the website. <laughs> and it's really helped my blood pressure, not having to go through Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff quotes. Yeah. Because I, I stopped listening to Something to Wrestle a long ass time ago because I got sick of the formula, which is that like 
uh, Conrad will read something from the Observer. He'll read a paragraph from the Observer, and there'll be five things in there. And then Bruce will say, that was right, that was right, that was right, that was right, that was wrong. 100% of what Dave reports is wrong. And he'll just say, like, Dave makes all of his stories up. He gets fed wrong information all the time. He never actually gets anything firsthand. Is this, that, and the other? And then often more times we'll say, yeah, that was in the Observer, and it was true. And it just becomes a very exhaustive thing. Bischoff is more of a, uh, is more petty because books have been written about how inept he was as a businessman when he was running wcw so he's now just yeah. like it, it wasn't my fault those books are lying and here we are in 2022 we put out a tweet saying dave melter said this the one of the replies i got dave melter also said mabel's going to be the third guy in 2022 yeah. someone is still <laughs> saying that to me yeah. like do yourself a favor do a bit of reading like just yeah. dig into it because what you will find is that lots of wrestlers will say, yeah, Mabel was talked about to be the third guy. Also, you'll see that Dave Meltzer wrote, it was going to be Hogan. Like, it's yeah. just like that one thing, but, but Bischoff had that one thing and people buy into it and they buy into the bile from Bischoff and Pritchard and they run with it to be like, no, Meltzer is wrong 100% of the time. Drives me nuts. Like, it, it really does. And it's a shame because I, I do really like Dave. You know, I, I went through sports journalism and, and everything like that. And, you know, being a big old wrestling nerd, in addition to, you know, sports reporters from, from real sports, I was looking at the observers a lot, you know, especially in those days. And yeah, it's, it's not a shock that the people who are inept at booking wrestling don't like the guy who reports that they're inept at booking wrestling. That doesn't yeah. surprise me too much. But it's the legions of fans that would prefer to, to believe the people who are proven to be inept at wrestling over the person who's telling you that they're inept at wrestling. It's just a very, it's, it's the most pro wrestling fan base thing that I can really think of. And it's, it is what it is, but Hey man, Meltz, I'm not saying he's right. A hundred percent of the time. I'm not saying he, he doesn't put his foot in his mouth every once in a while, but Dave's track record speaks for itself, you know, and you can bring up, oh, maybe it was the third man. Most of these things, like most of the, the typical gripes that people have against Dave can be disproven in like two minutes of reading. Okay, quite so, easily. So, yeah. yeah, like, you know, right. Like Meltzer's track record, it does speak for itself. He's not right. I'm saying the first person will admit that is Dave Meltzer. Like yeah, he is on record because he's a journalist. Like if you read the observer, which I do every single week, there's a lot of retractions in there. I've been like, I, uh, I had this, I saw, I, I misquoted this and you know, it's, it's a retraction piece. He has like almost a whole segment to it, but he has every now and again, there. and like to the point where it was like, I would said that this was going to happen in this town. And I was wrong. It's actually happening in this town. Like that is the level of retraction that he will go to through the observer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. like, again, that's, that's what journalism is, you know, <laughs> and people, people will never go to that. Like if he, if he gets a town wrong or if he gets something wrong, like, well, idiot sees wrong. And they will ignore the retraction that comes right after that, where it'd be like, Oh, where he corrects himself. You just ignore that part. It was like, Oh, look at the time he was wrong because that's the part that, you know, helps your argument. It's just mm -hmm. it's stupid. It, it's how people treat journalism kind of in general these days. But, you know, wrestling, I feel like I just see a lot more of because obviously it's a shame. Be nice it, to the media. <laughs> it's not the media's fault. Um, You know, apart from Fox. Um, But, yeah. you know, like it's you can tell like how 
Dave really feels about this scenario. Like the, the clip, I think, is interesting because of Dave's like reaction. And that's why I wanted to play the video as opposed to just read out mm. the quote because I think that context is key in a lot of this. And I think Dave's context okay. there is very, very important in the way that he delivers what he says. But here is what he wrote in this week's Observer. There were several changes made on the day on which day matches would be. Notably, Seth versus Cody Rhodes, brackets, presumably is moved from Sunday to Saturday, and Edge versus AJ, original Sunday, was moved to Saturday, and then was moved back to Sunday. So, like, he isn't saying in the Observer, like, oh, I have heard this, this is what people are saying. It was a throwaway line on a podcast that he was doing, where I don't think, and that's the thing with Dave, and this happens a lot with him, is that sometimes he will just say, you know, something that he's heard, not really think much of it. There are also times when he'll say, I think this is going to happen because he is using his 50 odd years of watching wrestling to just be like, well, I could probably picture this will be happening. And then there will be news websites to be like, Dave Meltzer is reporting this. And I think it's a case of just, I, I think he has been told by people close to Cody Rhodes that he may back out of WrestleMania, but I think that is just them trying to stir the parts. You know, and yes, I agree. And that's just, that's a lot of, news aggregators and such and media literacy does not get taught at wrestling journalism school it seems a lot of the time unfortunately <laughs> but it, it is what it is i i think over the like the last few years i've truly become like the agent of chaos when it comes to wwe like i am a hundred percent rooting for the side of chaos just because i don't, <laughs> I don't care anymore I've i've given up on wwe being like a successful product every once in a while i can latch on to like either the edge uh seth rollins storyline or the roman reigns you know his preamble with the the usos and whatnot those type of things i can kind of latch onto. in terms of wwe i only want to see chaos that's when why goldberg beat bray wyatt in saudi arabia i was sitting there and i was like <laughs> just watching twitter go up in flames i was like i don't care I don't care what they what they really do, but it's it's nutty. I want to see something nutty here. I want I want someone else to come out. I don't know if you like do it as like oh you swerve them and then Cody comes out or whatnot, or if Shane is just the guy. If Shane comes out, do... I'll laugh. I'll oh cry. man, I think there is a lot of fun to be had with working the fans. Like yes. you know when like Mania, I want to say thirty three. It's one where the Hardys came back, right? That yep. was thirty three. Um, I'm a Quizlemania champion. Um, so, like, that was a really fun show because everyone in that building knew the Hardys were going back because the news had broken out that they had their Ring of Honor match the night before and then they were going to go back to WWE. This was widespread knowledge. I would wager 98% of that audience at WrestleMania knew. And there was a large portion watching at home that knew I was chatting with a lot of my friends on that day that were still watching wrestling at that point being like, when they hard to coming back tonight and that's going to be really cool. I wonder what they're going to do here. Will they be a fourth team? Will they just announce that they're back or something like that? And then when they, the new day came out and everyone was like, Oh, Oh, maybe it's not the Hardys then. I guess New Day are adding <laughs> themselves into this match. And then they sort of dragged it out and dragged it out and dragged it out and then said, but who could it possibly be? And it was like, oh, and it's then there's a Hardys music here. And it was awesome. So good. You have the potential to do that again with this because <laughs> not even 98%, 100% of that WrestleMania crowd 
are going to expect it's Cody Rhodes. We're going to be aware of the Cody Rhodes news. And I would wager a large portion of them are also aware of the Shane McMahon <laughs> news. Yep. You, you could do so much fun with winding that crowd up. Oh, I think you really could. I That Hardy Boys moment is like, I'm not going to lie, it's like one of the best moments of my life. Best ever, right? <laughs> yeah, like I could, as soon I recorded that because I was like, it's going to be the, the day. I was watching it with a group of friends and we're all huge Hardys marks, you know, just love the Hardys. We were talking about getting Hardys tattoos after that. It never ended up happening, thankfully. But <laughs> like we set up a little camera to like record our reactions and like literally we're sitting there and they're all in the ring and the New Day music starts and you literally just see us go... It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> like, it's it's shocking. Like, we're all just like, you hear one voice kind of go, what? And the rest of us just kind of go, oh, somebody's happening. It's happening. So I think if you just have Seth Rollins come out and, like, if you, if you hit Shane's music and then have him, like, introduce Cody, I think, that, I think there's a lot of fun to be had. There's with what so you can much do. Fun to be had. If it's like, just it's... Cody Rhodes music hits and he comes out, they'll be like, eh, it's Cody. But like this is a real interesting and fun opportunity to like play with it a little bit. Absolutely. And I hope they do something fun and creative with it. I a question I got for you because I've, I've when I was putting together the the metadata for this, and you know, I'm quite interested in the Cody story and this and the other, and you know, like it's it, at one point, it was like the biggest talking point. Like the Cody Rhodes news was so big, it overshone Stone Cold Steve Austin making a possible in-ring return for WrestleMania, having a, his first match in 19 years. Like that news completely fell off a cliff because everyone was just talking about Cody Rhodes. When I was putting together the metadata for this, it was funny to see how there has been a decline in interest in terms of like Cody Rhodes related searches. I'm actually not expecting this video to perform that well uh, in uh, afterwards. So, you know, after we finish this and get with a lot of replay views, because I don't think there is actually that huge amount of interest in Cody news now and people the sort of speculation about it. You said, you know, at the start of this, we had all the rumor and speculation about Cody, and now there's more rumor and speculation about the rumor and speculation. Do you think that the the stove has gone cold? with Cody Rhodes making the jump from AEW to WWE. This is not how I would have done it. If 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 you were going to do this, he should have been on Raw next week. Like, you strike while the iron is hot. And granted, maybe he hadn't decided that's what he wanted to do. And fair play to that. He's a businessman. You make the decisions that you're going to make. You, in this situation, like, wrestling is very funny in that. Like, it doesn't matter when a free agent signing signs with a new team. And no one cares about, like, the pop, the first rating of seeing that player play on a new team. That doesn't matter. You will have people care a lot less <clears throat> if you let the stove go cold with wrestling. You know, you really kind of have to strike while interest has peaked for something like this. And I just don't think that we've had that. I think that the, the interest on Cody in general has kind of dissipated. And I think it dissipated fairly quickly. You know, because I was looking at like, you know, we put out uh, lists of, of Cody Rhodes moments and such on, on PFK. And they've they've done well over time, possibly because, you know, his, his name hasn't completely gone away. But I think they would have done better had he debuted on Raw that same week they came out. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's just me being like, I want our content to do better. But I think <laughs> it just kind of speaks to like all content would do better if you strike when the iron's hot. And that's not our content. That's WWE content. A lot of people were watching Raw that week, you know, to see if Cody was going to show up. And you will have people less every week come back and be like, well, maybe he's going to be on next week. I watched Raw three times to see if Cody was going to be on it. And I am not watching it again. I don't care. If he doesn't show up at WrestleMania, if it's, oh, he's going to show up on Raw, that's fine. I'll catch a replay. I'll see the clip. I'm not, yeah. but you need to do it when the interest is there because it's the law of diminishing returns. If you keep baiting people, and I'm not saying they're doing that because yeah. it's people like kind of getting that's it, up yeah. at like, oh, is Cody going to be on Raw? And that's fine. And I'm not going to blame WWE for that. But if he's there, if he is signed, you wish you should, probably should have put him on TV soon. Yeah, I agree with that to a, like to a degree. I think I think the rumor, like, the story is that it's only recently that he has signed his contract, so mm. like they weren't going to put him out on TV the yeah. following week. So like I think sort of like maybe the delays between parties has perhaps like removed some of the interest and intrigue from fans on this. But like the the Jacksonville show, I think is probably the peak of that. Where like the the Cody Rhodes news had sort of like done a massive sort of dip off of an interest, and then it was like oh it's in Jacksonville, and that was when Twitter and and all these sort of places and you know we talked about it. I was like well I, I, if they're gonna do it you'd imagine they will do it at the Jacksonville show. No one reported it was going right. to be at the Jacksonville show. Like Sean never said anything. Dave never said anything. People blamed us. People like blamed like wrestle talk for being like you told us it was gonna happen i was like oh wait i think we speculated that it might happen because i think a lot of people speculated that it might happen and when it didn't happen that interest just dived off again and that following week there was not that interest again is cody going to show up because i don't think people thought it was going to be at the chicago show and i would i'm just very curious to see now and i you know i'm always keeping track of comments keeping track of the live chats here about you know people's interest in cody showing up and i think it is kind of at its lowest until the shane mcmahon news and i think the shane mcmahon news has actually added a whole level of spice to this that wasn't there two weeks ago i don't think you're wrong because again you just need to like you need to put a little smidgen of doubt in there you know maybe at that point the next report isn't oh cody at wrestlemania it's someone else at wrestlemania maybe Mm -hmm. cody's not gonna be at wrestlemania then the intrigue starts up a little bit now what happens is shane comes out and he introduces veer (laughs) And Veer is Seth Rollins' opponent. That would get a genuine pop from that crowd, though. Like, that hardcore traveling audience. And maybe that's how you do it. And that's how you get out of putting Cody Rhodes on WrestleMania and put him on Raw on the next night or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not advocating that they do that. But... I, uh... Yeah. I said this to Pete on the Raw review. I was like, saving Veer for the Raw after Mania is one of the smartest things this company has ever done because you want to talk about a crowd that's going to be 100% behind Veer and the meme? It's that crowd. Don't do it in front of like last week's crowd or anything like that. You do it in front of that Raw after Mania crowd because they will go ballistic for Veer and will cheer every single thing <laughs> that man does, even if it's but, even if it's absolutely <laughs> toilet wrestling, that crowd will treat him like he is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I still think there's like a 30% chance that he doesn't show up on that Raw. Because <laughs> I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them. But if that's the plan, debut him on the Raw after WrestleMania, I think that'd be smart. Hopefully.
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, let's hear what you've got to say about this because we've got a bunch of Ultra Chats on this topic, which is superb to see. Thank you all so much. That's wrestletalk.com forward slash support to get your thoughts in on this conversation. Also, while you're clicking links, clicking links rather, head on over to wrestleshop.com and pick up your copy of the Wrestle Talk magazine for just one great British pound and excellent t-shirts like the ones we're currently wearing. Um, and please do subscribe to this channel as well because we've got a bunch of shows coming up this weekend. Tomorrow, it is going to be the SmackDown and Aaron Rampage review. Myself and Ollie Davis will be doing that. Uh, me and Ollie doing a podcast together. I, it feels like we've been ages since we've done one of those. Um, and then it's going to be live reactions to Night 1 and Night 2 of WrestleMania. Myself, Adam, Andy, and Pete. Two titles are on the line across both nights. And reviews of both Night 1 and Night 2 with myself and Ollie Davis. And me and Pete will be doing live reactions to that Raw after Mania. And then me and Ollie Davis will be doing the review of that Raw. I hope people like me, because you're going to see a lot of me over this weekend. I like you. Oh, thanks, man. 
<laughs> as, long as, as long as you do, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, Peter Mullins says, following WWE's debuts has become some form of a new kink. There was Veer's record-breaking edging, now Cody teasing so hard that not even WWE knows if he signed. What the hell, Cody? My body can't take this anymore. I feel vulnerable. Hold me, Tempest. Uh, Pete also adds here, I've heard of people say, if Cody doesn't turn up, it constitutes promotional malpractice. Would you go that far? If not Cody, who'd patch it well? Ah, I would massively disagree with that because never at any point have WWE said Cody Rhodes is going to be at WrestleMania. Not a single, they have led teases because they have said things like uh, Seth Rollins' WrestleMania dreams have become a nightmare. They have had like, you know, uh, uh, the undeniable thing, but they have never at any point said Cody Rhodes is going to be at WrestleMania. So if Cody is not there, ain't WWE to, to blame then. Absolutely no one at all. No. And, but I will say if Cody is not there and then he shows up on Raw and, and then that it just becomes a decision, not like, a, oh, you bait and switched us. I don't care about the bait and switch thing. I just care about like booking the best thing. Mm -hmm. Then I'll, I'll be questioning it if he shows up later. But I, yeah, in terms of promotional malpractice and such, I disagree with that. Yeah, massively disagree. It's like when we used to do the the first round of AEW uh, like live reactions to pay per views. When CM Punk did not show up, people got real <laughs> mad and be like, "Worst show I've ever seen." I was like, "Had I mean AEW never said the Punk was coming <laughs> in." <laughs> this is nice back in like all out twenty nineteen. Yeah, we never have to deal with that ever again. Uh, Edward Burke said, I really hope Cody backs out just to watch the internet burn. Oh, it will be. Uh, yeah. Ten Ruzza, the main story is the last minute addition of Suzuki to Supercard of Honor. That is going to be incredible. If Cody doesn't show up, I will howl. Cody will be on Supercard of Honor. Love to Taylor Hawkins. You were and are a legend. Tempest, you're my food brother. I love you guys. And I was going to say, like, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about that, dude. Like, I was rocked real hard by that news real yeah. real hard and it was kind of nice that i got to see my brother on that day like my brother came over with his girlfriend so we could like you know hang out with the kid and stuff and i me and benjamin have been to so many foo fighters gigs together and i have lost track lost count of the amount of times i've seen them live and they were always one of my favorite live acts and you know, Dave Grohl is a huge part of that because, of course, he is, he's the front man. Taylor brought a heck of a lot of that. He brought so much energy to those shows. And, like, so they're some of my favorite gigs I've ever been to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of myself buying a ticket, going to a concert, like, the full concert experience, like, the Foo Fighters were, like, the first concert that i really went to i'd been to other shows but in different circumstances for sure this uh this sucked you know i was at uh i went to visit my uh, lady partner over the weekend and uh we were just like grabbing a bite to eat in a bar just like catching up and i like looked up at the tv and i saw like Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawk, and it cut to something else. And I was like, what did that say? What did that say? Look up, look, look that up. And she's like, oh, calm down, relax. And I was like, no, 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 no. I got a bad feeling. Sure enough, I looked it up. And yeah, I, I just kind of was a little bit devastated for the rest of the weekend, more or less. And of course, naturally, I don't know where I put it now. But that was uh, also the weekend that my Foo Fighters keychain broke, as if the universe oh, was just like... Oh, so I'm I'm very glad that I got to see the Foo Fighters uh, 
live one time. We I was planning on going to see them uh, at Oshiega 2020. And uh, that that never happened. So that yeah, uh, stings a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, it, it, it just really, really sucks. Yeah, there have been a, there have been a couple of times over the last few years, pre-pandemic, where I've turned down the option to go see Foo Fighters gigs for whatever reason, like you know, just uh, I, I, whatever happened. But like now, I'm kind of gutted about that. And there are times like uh, Primus are touring the UK later on, like in September, and it has made me go like, man, I should really go see Primus because I haven't seen them in ten years, and yeah. I missed them the last couple of times they came over for various reasons. So I was, I'm actually kind of like thinking to myself, I really should go and see them perform this year. Go see your favorite bands, people. Don't wait. Mm -hmm. uh, Claude Gaudet says, I think one day Cody decided that everything from his creative direction to his contract status needed to be handled in as maddingly convoluted and unsatisfying a manner as possible. And it stubbornly refuses to be even half as clever as he thinks it is. Oh, that's you, I don't even. I don't even know. That's that is it. that's very you good, Claude. That really made me laugh. Dawn yeah. of Rocks said, "I feel like some of the people getting annoyed about the Cody Rose news are suffering from the same effect of, say, hearing the same song repeatedly on the radio. If here comes the money plays over the loudspeaker, I'm gonna pop off. Oh, I'm gonna laugh so hard. <laughs> I know, so yeah. hard. I just want this company to make me laugh. You know, I, I want them to put a smile oh, yeah. on my face." Not for the reason they want, but just put a smile <laughs> on my face. If I had fun watching Raw and SmackDown, if I could laugh at the show every week, oh, it'd be so fun. It'd be so fun. Jonathan Hedman, who's been a member for eight months, said, if it's not Cody, it would be an injustice to debut. Uh, would it be an injustice to debut, say, Gable Stevenson, as fans would instantly hate him? Uh, I think it all depends on how good Gable Stevenson's going to be. You know, if he literally is like Kurt Angle, you could put him in the ring right now and he will be like decent to good. I think that's like an option. I don't know that I would do it. The number one option to me here is still Cody. You know, mm -hmm. I'm never going to say, oh, I'll do that instead of Cody. But if you're going to swerve people, if Gable Stevenson can pull it off. I also I also think like most people should probably go through like two years of wrestling training first, but you know it's it's tough sometimes well, with, with you WWE. Say that, Ronda didn't you say do that. that. Like, yeah, no, you say that, but like look what Randy Orton had to say about the performance center. Like, yeah. maybe, is that actually the best <laughs> that's option? That's <laughs> a very good point. Well, no, I don't think anybody who wants to wrestle should go and get trained at the performance center. But that's a separate issue entirely. Good as a Randy Orton at the very least. It sucks. It's been like millions of dollars on a performance center that can't produce talent. Uh, Peter Mullen said, guys, I've got the winning idea. The ultimate booking. Shane's music hits and out comes Veer, who unzips himself and it is Cody. Adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. Then Cody unzips himself and it's Emelina finally debuting. I call it the Babushka doll gambits. It's a solid idea. And fun, <laughs> before people take what I say out of context, yes, they have a few success stories out of out of the performance center. I will give them their their props. They've got a Roman Reigns here, a Charlotte Flair there, but Bianca generally yeah. over the last ten years, their track record is less than positive. Oh, you gotta you gotta you gotta say these things, otherwise you you make people mad. 
certainly according to Randy Orton anyway, because like Randy Orton likes a certain style of wrestling. Yeah. And a certain style is do not drop me on my head. <laughs> do not be doing dives on me. Do not hit me hard. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how he had so many rivalries with Sheamus over the years. I know. I, I, I say this a lot on the podcast, but watch Randy Orton in a Money in the Bank ladder match. You've never yeah. seen a man work so hard to not take a bump. It's <laughs> the funniest thing. The older I get, the more I relate to Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. You know? You know the, like... the more I watch him, the more I'm like, man, he's the smartest wrestler of the last 20 years. Yep. Yep. It's the people that do the most, that do the least amount of work for the most amount of money that I was like, you know what? Maybe you are the best wrestler. <laughs> you know, the best wrestlers are Orange Cassidy, Brock Lesnar, and Randy Orton. Kevin Nash. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Nash. Yeah. You know... <laughs> This is a whole separate conversation where every once in a while, Kevin Nash's name gets brought up. And I was like, do I blame you for going and having like the time of your life, making the most money that I could possibly imagine with your friends and just hanging out and goofing off on wrestling shows? And like, I wouldn't have enjoyed watching it week to week at the time. But like as a dude, I mean, he kind of hit the jackpot with life. So like, go for it. Like he had a, a really fun and enjoyable time with his friends in a really weird business making a lot of money it's so weird like because you hear business. those kevin nash like and, you, and and i want to say you hear those kevin nash stories they're stories from kevin nash from him. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, would, we would do house shows and we would look at the curtain see what the attendance is and then be like now oh, we've already got their money like we didn't have to try tonight like there's not that many people there and like as a wrestling fan you're like man that's such an infuriating this is why wrestling in the 90s sucked this is why people like kevin nash are terrible for the business and work great wrestlers like that's what we wanted from you know that era is why jericho and Guerrero and benoit and all this sort of stuff and yet now the older i get i'm like oh, fair play to him like you yeah. know <laughs> a grand old time like i really like i just hang out with my friends and i was like what would we do if we were all just in a wrestling company and i can't guarantee it would be much less than like what the click would do minus you know the 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 abhorrent amount of drug use <laughs> you know but like in terms of just entertaining ourselves at shows instead you know I can't say that I wouldn't be trying to just pop myself and my three or four friends behind the curtain if I went to like a big house show and you're on the road 30 days in a row and you're just entertaining yourself at that point. It's like fair play. You know, I get it. Uh, can I hot tag to you for some of these ultra chats? Absolutely. Bacon Rasher says, hi, lads. Great to have LIW across Russell talk a lot recently. All is fine with LIW. Yes, it is. It, uh, I've got one question, one question only. Is it strange we hit WrestleMania weekend that WrestleMania is the show I'm looking forward to the least? So much better going on. If I was in Dallas, I don't know I would go. This is pure WrestleMania season again. We haven't had a WrestleMania weekend like this since 2019, where it's not mm -hmm. just WrestleMania. There's other stuff going on around as well. And when I look at those lineups, man, on those GCW shows and like the Collective and Mission Pro and Big Gay Brunch and all the stuff, I'm like, yeah, these are the shows that I would be super pumped to go and see. And I've mm -hmm. really, really missed that from Mania weekends of just like, shows out the wazoo of like really amazing stuff and then going on twitter the following day like going on twitter this morning was a delight from everyone just tweeting out oh, yeah. video clips and stuff from the gcw show to the point where i'm like i need to go and watch that now and it is something I've, i haven't had a chance to do it today but i've got some graphics i need to make up after the stream so i'm going to be having on in the background while i'm doing that and i'm looking forward to it so much there's so many fun shows wrestlemania weekend like i can't wait to watch blood sport I just oh, couldn't yeah. make it work last night. But like I'm seeing clips and people are going nuts for Bloodsport. And I was like, 
oh, I can't wait to watch it. Like, there's so many good shows. And I swear I would go to WrestleMania week and not go to the main show. I would hit so many shows, whether whether it be Big Gay Brunch and everything that GCW is doing or doing Supercard of Honor. I would probably even go to NXT and just say, you know what? That's the end of my week. I'm done. I don't need to watch any more, any more WWE. Like it is so. I see. Like I think the Moxley match at Bloodsport was yeah, an absolute banger. Oh yeah, I oh. heard that it is a brutal. Yeah. Oh, I saw a clip. It was uh, Ninja Mac. I forget who he was wrestling, so I apologize. He hits a kick. It's like the best kick I've ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> it, it looks like Will Ospreay's uh, the Robinson special where he flips over and hits the kick, but the guy's standing and he literally gets like driven into the mat at ridiculous speed. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I might just talk myself into going watching blood, blood sport after this now. <laughs> you should do. Yes. Uh, so we've got Sean D saying, hey, lads, thanks for entertaining me daily while I work nights at a service station. I listen to all the podcasts and I low-key think the NXT podcast is the best. I just want to know what matches you are most looking forward to on day one and day two. Good question. Edge, Let's get that up. Edge and AJ Styles is number one, and I don't know what's on night two. I don't know like what is, on, is on which night. I was going to say, think, well, Edge, yeah. Edge uh, Styles is on night two. Oh, good. So that match on night two, and I guess Becky and Bianca, is that on night one? Yeah, that is. Yeah, Becky Bianca, Convenient. I think, is the match I'm most looking forward to night one. Those are the um, only two matches I'm looking forward to. So they're on separate nights. That's convenient. Having said that, like, you know, Rollins versus Rose or Rollins, whoever it is, I'm like, it's the match I've got so much intrigue going into. For night two, I think it probably is Edge Styles, though I, I'm not hugely into the Edge heel turn. No, uh, I wish I. it had I wish it had just been a babyface versus babyface match, like two generational wrestlers. Like that's yeah. kind of what I wish the build for the, more like Rock Hogan, but without you know Hogan driving a semi truck into him and this sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, but the match I think on paper I'm most looking forward to on that is the triple threat tag match for the Raw tag titles, RK Bro, Alpha Academy, Street Profits, because the match they had on Raw mm -hmm. uh, was so so great. And that like running match that on back, might be better than anything on WrestleMania. Absolutely right. And like for running that match back and putting the Street Profits in there instead, I am so in for. Like I think it's going to be absolutely awesome as long as it's given time. Like yeah. if it gets if it gets 15, 20 minutes, amazing. If it gets eight, eh, probably not. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, thinking the same thing about the Bludgeon Brothers Usos New Day match. Yep. At WrestleMania thirty four, and it went like four minutes, right? So. Yep. I, uh, I remember, I'll take, like you'll see. Me and Ollie on like our prediction stream were just like, this has the ability, this has the potential to be DIY versus uh, Authors yeah. of Pain versus like, you know, and it had the option to be that, and it was not because it went it was four minutes, <laughs> including entrances. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Mersin De Haas says, or has been a member for two months. Very nice. I will not, says, I will not be surprised if Vince picks himself to fight Seth. Forget mm -hmm. Pat McAfee, <laughs> Seth Rollins, I want. Uh, Dylan Jason Voorhees says, this will be my first WrestleMania since 24. My first WrestleMania. I'm a bit annoyed that I'm going to be close to the front and, and await to see my favorite wrestler. Uh, I'm going to be close to the front and await to see my favorite wrestler, but not his new theme song. I'm guessing he means Edge. After mm -hmm. Mania, where do you see Edge going? I think he'll be world champion again. 
Uh, I think he'll he'll feud with AJ a bit longer. I think they'll run. I think they'll run this match back at the next couple of pay per views. Yeah, that could could well be. I don't really. I don't know. He doesn't seem to have like a a perfect opposite on the roster, like waiting for him afterwards. I don't see like the next thing because for a long time it was like, oh well, he's got to eventually have a feud with Seth, you know, because it'll tie everything back. People want to see that. And then after that, it was like, oh, he's got to face AJ after Seth and after AJ. I'm like, hmm. Mm. Who else we got? Who's next? You know, like what? What's the next edge match that I want to see? There are a few. I still want to see him face like Finn Balor and people like that. There are matches, but I don't know where the storyline direction takes him immediately after that. Probably more rematches, but we'll see. Uh, Card Marks Podcast says, "Good morning from Texas. Jerry Jones' house is too expensive to attend Mania this year, but I am stoked to see the Battle of the Belts. Love you guys and all you do. Even Pete, subscribe to the Card Marks <laughs> Podcast on YouTube and follow us on Twitter." Uh, yeah, Battle of the Belts. We'll see. First one didn't work yeah. the world on fire. Um, yeah, it, it was, was like you know, it was fine, wasn't it? It was all right. Uh, it was it was one of those like fine episodes of Rampage. That's I yeah. Like, yeah I would probably won't that. think of that again. Yeah, I I think this one will be bigger because it'll probably be Page Cole too, and I'd imagine they'll probably do Rosa uh, Nyla Rose, which I think will be real good. So like, there's this has got every chance to be much better than the first one. Do you think they could? Oh, I guess that wouldn't involve belts. Nah, never mind. I was gonna say, like, get a few more belts and then do FTR and Bucks too at a battle of the belts or something well, like that. I would there watch was, that. I think there was something in the Observer today. I'm gonna quickly double check this now, but I think there was something in the Observer today about the Bucks going for the AAA titles. Ooh, those are belts. They are belts. <laughs> I mean, FTR might be like Ring of Honor tag champions by the end of the weekend. So, and, and I think they will be as well. I think they will um, be as well. Yeah, Young Buck said on Twitter they are planning on being AAA Tag Team Champions before the Triple Mania card, which will be on the 30th of April. So that does offer the chance that it is on Battle of the Belts. I don't know. I think there, there might be something to that. Uh, Brandon Agius says, the best way for WWE to troll their fans is for Shane's music <laughs> to hit and Shane comes out, and then the bell rings and Shane starts to wrestle and wrestle until, boom, swerve, surprise. Nothing happened. Shane wins. <laughs> that would be a swerve. You're not yes, wrong. Be. <laughs> Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hi, Dan. Says, hey, Tempest. Hey, Luke. Of course we like you, Luke. Uh, I'm looking forward to you guys enhancing the show experience with your reaction. Cody's niece, Dakota Rhodes, daughter of Dustin, is getting married tomorrow. So maybe he is busy. Probably not. Mm. Not being at your niece's wedding, eh? Cody, you massive heel. Knew it. Oh. Knew it all along. <laughs> uh my guapo mont says has been a member for 11 months very nice says hank saying hello you lovely gentlemen i love luke's troll from a different video wrestling has more than one royal family here comes the money liw is fine I just i want them to be fun I want oh man like <laughs> there could be do you know what's yeah. funny as well like one of the other things that's come out of this cody Rhodes stuff is that i now know what the lyrics to that song are like i never yeah. knew it was adrenaline like i never knew that's what the song was called like i thought the song was called like kingdom or something because that's what they said in the chorus right so i never yeah. knew it was like adrenaline in myself never knew those were the words and people started tweeting about it and i was like why do people keep saying adrenaline on twitter what's all this about and I'm like, oh right so what cody's theme was yeah, something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Tyler Robinson uh, says, do you guys, do you think maybe Shane comes out to, to wrestle Seth, but Cody Rhodes comes out to defend Texas and America during the Stone Cold segment? 
That could be a reason it's going on last, and the Stone Cold rub would make Cody an instant megastar. No, I, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think. I don't yeah, think I know any I, of that is happening. Yeah, I'm but... afraid I don't think any of that at all. Because, like, <laughs> I think it'd be weird if Cody came out and started defending America. Like, in the drawer of that segment isn't it isn't that it's austin like austin is the drawer of that segment so yeah, yeah i would i would just leave it to kevin and uh, kevin and uh steve but also i don't think it should be the main event but that is just me yeah uh, also, he, hasn't been a, he hasn't been attacking america he's been attacking texas Cody's yeah specifically texas. yeah uh, it's Polo says was finally able to catch you guys live. Uh, thanks to my class getting cancelled today. Super excited for Super Guard of Honor tonight. I'm hoping Yuta wins the pure title, and that in is enough to impress the Blackpool Combat Club. And Regal brings him in. I need. I'm so happy for Wheeler Yuta. Seeing this guy, even if it doesn't go anywhere immediately, seeing this guy get this like little push, just. Mm, he's one okay, of like right. my three or four guys where like two years ago I was like I need to see Wheeler Yuta get signed and now he's getting pushed with like Brian Danielson and John Moxley William Regal and like oh it's just so much fun I love watching like people develop on AEW it's so rewarding uh, as an update, the song is called Kingdom, apparently. So the more you know. Uh, Ten Ruzza. Again, I will say I'm more excited to see the Mania stage and stadium atmosphere than Mania itself. I'm so excited for tonight. Can't wait to see what TK says at the end of the show. What will be your drink of choice during the weekend? Well, mine will be Beer 52 because they are sponsoring our entire WrestleMania weekend. Quite lovely. Quite lovely. I don't know. Beer also. <laughs> 52 beers. <laughs> we've actually almost got that because they've just delivered four crates of it to uh, the yeah. office as well it arrived today so i'm very excited to open up the newest <laughs> box uh kevin said hey guy i was watching an old school wrestle talk video about what nxt could learn from new japan and i was wondering what happened to the host of these videos it was really good i think his name was big brain or something like that anyways have a nice wrestlemania weekend yeah whatever happened to that guy whatever happened to that whatever guy whatever happened hey? to that guy <laughs> <laughs> uh chuck cassidy has been a member for eight months said i love to listen to cornet stories he makes stories funny but most of his comments are bin worthy same with eric and bruce love y'all god bless well, well yeah. i mean cornet is a better talker than either of those two which helps when it comes to storytelling but i mean i i can't listen to anything he says from like the last decade plus you know when he was when he was talking about how bad WWE was in 2010, I was like, yeah, I can rock with this. And then there was like good wrestling. He's like, no, that's bad too. And I was like, it's not though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he he's got his he's got his style, and mm. sometimes I sometimes I think what he says is kind of on the money, and then there are other times he says stuff I'm like, that's way off base. Yeah. And I, I said this on a podcast a few weeks back, but I think he is just he has made a decision that Ke that Kenny Omega is bad. And there yeah. is just nothing that will change his mind. So despite the fact there is just like so much evidence to show that he's wrong, he was like, no, he wants Russell to blow up doll. I think he's bad. And yeah. just nothing will change his mind on that. And sort of the stubbornness of that, I think clouds a lot of his other, or like clouds the like clouds people's opinions of some of his other takes. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Also, stop saying like sexist and, and racist things. There's also that. You know? That, that would help a lot. 
Charles Berg, not a wrestling question, but what is your favorite part of Jackass Forever? For me, it was the airbag musical chair. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I've got lots of doggies to join me and watch the hopefully fun two night show. Take care. I haven't seen it yet, Luke. No. No, I want to. It wasn't a movie that I could justify going out to the theater to see at that point, but I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. I'm, I'm a child of the 2000s. Oh, yeah. I was a teenager of the 2000s. It was like, I, I am going to be doing a stream on Sunday night where I am one of four people and I'm the only one that likes Jackass. I'm the <laughs> only one of the four that likes Jackass cannot believe that has happened like i know two of them are 10 years younger than me but adam's borderline the same age as me i mean uh, i'm, 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 I'm like 10 years, years younger than you yeah, and right? i like jackass it's 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 i don't know it's weird i just need to i need to be on that stream to balance out the the jackass to non-jackass fan uh ratio exactly. exactly tempest we do need you over here yeah. um Mayor of Painesville, Dan, says, got to chat in again. I want to see Ramstein live, but they barely play gigs in Germany. And then when they do, they are sold out instantly. New album is coming out at the end of the April. I cannot wait. Sometimes it just never works out. They're too big and famous. That's Maybe your problem there, Dan. That's your problem there, Dan. You like popular bands. Gonna be, yeah. like, <laughs> be like me and like bands that no one else likes. And you're able to buy tickets months later. Yeah. <laughs> why primers are playing here in the uk and it's like they, the tickets have been on sale for like a month and i can still get floor tickets and go mm -hmm. and see them and it's absolutely fine uh and oh. lastly brody reed says wasn't gonna donate but i saw your tattoo tempest and i've got to say that celeste rules it's a great game about overcoming anxieties f golden strawberries thoughts it's my uh it's my favorite game of all time and i have two tattoos that one is a celeste tattoo and this feather is also a celeste tattoo so by far my favorite game thank you for your ultra chat made me smile i love i might go play that game again oh i love that uh and also social media rabbi and this is why you, we should have you on streams more often i think you're absolutely on the money there abby welcome to the team by the way um i don't think we've actually like really got a chance to say that on uh, on a live stream yet but yeah i'm so bloody thrilled that social media abby is now full-time social media abby it's yeah. so so great to see i'm so so happy about it uh but yes thank you. welcome to the team we had um, a nice little uh cheers moment on uh, on after dark uh, oh. recently for for abby and it was it was very nice we're very happy love to see it and she's going to be in london very soon as well so also really looking forward to that um all right anyway we have got to get out of here tempest thank you as always for joining me um and this show is sponsored by the wrestle talk magazine let me just my physical edition of it but you can get yourself a digital copy of it for just one singular pound or 10 pounds for an entire year's subscription it is a limited time offer and spending that one pound a month supports wrestle talk massively it's the most affordable way ever to buy a wrestle talk item print magazine will always still be available though however you do get the, the digital download you get seven days before the print edition and as we open the door to wrestle uh, to social media Abby coming in, we must say goodbye to CM Chris. So one more time in the chat, please. Can we get a round of applause to moderator CM Chris, who has been a fabulous, fabulous member of the team. And we will miss you greatly, my friend. Thank you for everything that you have done. 
Very well said. Very well said. Again, we couldn't do what we do without our mods, and we appreciate you all. And it doesn't get said enough. It, and you're absolutely right. It does not get said enough, uh, and that is because we're terrible people. Tempest, I don't really need to ask you what you're doing this weekend. Uh, I can tell you what I am doing this weekend. I am. I'm staying in a hotel this weekend. Be, uh, because I, I've moved out of London now, I'm now living in uh, the beautiful Kentish countryside in the UK, uh, which means I have to travel into London. It's not that far. It's like an hour or so on the train uh, and, the, you know, a tube ride and stuff. Uh, but my thinking was, like, I will probably get home at about eight o'clock in the morning and I will then have to leave again at midday so I can get back to the office and do the review the following day. And I think that is going to be quite bad for my sleep. <laughs> it's going to be very bad for my, <laughs> my soul, very bad for my health. Uh, and if, importantly, bad for my kid, because I'll be coming home and disrupting her. And she may disrupt me trying to sleep and stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to book myself a hotel. So I'm staying at a Premier Inn and I'm going to have a nice time. I mean, am I going to have a nice time? I'm staying on my own, away from my family. I don't think that's very fun. And I'm just going to go stay. I'm not going to be in my hotel room for long. I was talking to my wife about this earlier. I was like, I think I'll probably just go to the office and I'll just work. And that'll be my weekend. I will probably finish each show at about 6 a.m. I'll sleep in my hotel for a few hours. I'll have some breakfast. Then I'll just go to the office and work. And that'll be my weekends. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> WrestleMania. It's the greatest weekend of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, I'm doing like every show as well, which I'm I'm really yeah. excited for because I like doing all of the shows and I like, you know, and I, I've said this to the boys as well. Like I, in all good faith, could not vote for Survivor Series 2021 as the worst show of the year. I had far too much fun watching it and <laughs> I will have a blast watching this show as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that aspect. Well, that's good. At least the positivity does help. I mean... You guys took it upon yourself to to take the SmackDown podcast this this week. We were just gonna do that. I was like, hey, if you want another show to do, go for it. Well, you I'm, know? I'm th that was my thinking. I'm there. Like that was yeah. basically my thinking behind it. I was like, well, I've got to go and check into my hotel, so I'll just be there. And Ollie said he was coming in. I was like, well, I'll just come in and do it with you then. I guess you know what else am I gonna do? Yeah, yeah fair play to that. You know, if you got to make a whole weekend out of it, why not start early? But then I thought to myself, damn it, I've got to watch SmackDown now. Yeah, Dang it. You, you played yourself. You really I mean, did. Because I like watching Rampage. I like watching Rampage on the weekend. Rampage is my favorite show to watch. I don't have to take any notes. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it because it's got Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And I'm sure that is going to be a behanging match. And I'm also looking forward to Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue as well. Because I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that Jamie Hayter is going to kill that poor girl. And I think it's going to be a delightful little squash match. Um, but yeah, like... SmackDown's got some, you know, it's pretty stacked, I suppose. It's got the Battle Royal. It's got two title Has it got two title matches, or am I they made that up? I have no idea. Well, that sounds like news to me. Uh, well, <laughs> I was like, about to say, <laughs> no, you to know what? I, I already know I'm lying, because, or I'm wrong. I was about to say Finn Balor is defending the belt against Damian Priest, but he's, he's not. In he's in that Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, like, because, okay, I watched that one Raw where Damian, P uh, Damian Priest lost to Finn Balor, he lost the title. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to get the title back at WrestleMania. Did that just like, did I imagine that? Or have they no, just no. forgotten that that's ever happened? They, they never said that I'm going to get the title back at WrestleMania, but they were okay. setting up a match for WrestleMania and then just uh. didn't do it for two weeks. And then on this week's show, 
uh, you know, and then they just had him like, uh, I think Finn Balor pinned Austin Theory, but I can't remember now. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it's they just they dropped it. Like, and I All thought right. I really thought like Damien versus Demon was like a real home run easy win, and they opted not to. They're, they're so much smarter than us. I'm sure they'll do something else at WrestleMania. Oh, they're not on the card. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, there are only two things announced. Oh no! Oh no! There are three things announced. Actually, mm. there is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which has got mm-hmm. both Damian Priest and Finn Balor in it. There is the Triple Threat Tag Match of Umberto and Angel with Ricochet for the IC title, and and I'm going to read you a direct quote here from WWE.com. Don't miss Happy Talk with special guest Drew McIntyre's Sword Angela. You know, I think when you promote things, you're supposed to make people want to watch the show. I I would never promote Happy Talk. <laughs> I just... On WrestleMania Raw, Happy Corbin's swift retreat from a handicap match paved the way for Drew McIntyre to get the win over him and Madcap Moss. Immediately after the bell, however, Corbin attacked the Scottish warrior from behind at the end of days and stole his beloved sword, Angela. Now, just one day before battling the Scottish warrior on WrestleMania Saturday, the brash Corbin will welcome his special guest, Angela, onto another episode of Happy Talk. In a move that is sure to draw the ire of his adversary, will Happy Corbin even make it to the grandest stage of them all? Don't miss a special WrestleMania Smackdown this Friday, 8, 7 Central on Fox. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Because... <laughs> My as soon as I review an episode of SmackDown, that does just kind of yeah okay. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. We've had this exact stupid segment already. We've had happy talk with the sword. When did we have that? Because I can I can bring this up tomorrow. This was uh, let me see because it was when McIntyre impaled his sword in Adam Pierce's desk. And then they oh, and they did the, the desk, they stole they the wheeled, desk. They stole the desk and wheeled it out. It was on the December 17th episode of SmackDown. Good lord, they've it's been cheating for the, so long. The same thing. It's just happy talk with a sword. This I'm feed has been going on much time. longer than I thought as well. Mm-hmm. Like it really is dating yeah. back. I they were wrestling it like day one. And yeah. that was the first pay-per-view. And they so they were feuding before that, leading up to day one. Oh. It was. It might have been my favorite moment from this week's episode of Raw when Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss lost their handicap match, and Happy Corbin stood tall, and Jimmy Smith with a straight face was like, "And that is how you stay undefeated." <laughs> like, <laughs> get out! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Thank you for taking the SmackDown review off my plate, so I don't yeah, have to sit through Happy well Talk with a sword. Damn it. Um, oh. Well, you know, there we go, I guess. <laughs> um, well, that'll be on tomorrow's uh, Wrestle Podcast. Myself and Ollie Davis reviewing SmackDown, which we haven't done since it moved. The last time Ollie and I reviewed an episode of SmackDown together was when Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston for the title. That was the last episode of SmackDown we reviewed together. Go out on top. Best <laughs> SmackDown ever. And Tyson Fury debuted, as did Kane Velasquez. What a trip back in time that must be. Uh, But yeah, that'll be tomorrow. And we've got all of our WrestleMania reviews coming up as well. Unfortunately, Tempo, uh, no appearances from you over the weekend. You can just watch the shows if you want to. And if you don't, you don't have to. I know, it's great. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) 
Uh, that's what we've got time for on this edition of the podcast, though. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.